Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. And last week we began a new series on Mercy Talk on the topic of unsafe people. And we are basing this discussion on the book called Safe People by Cloud and Townsend. And if you are just joining us today for the first time and did not hear last week's podcast, we really encourage you to go Mm -hmm. back because I think it's a very good foundation for where we are going today. Last week, we talked about from the book, the three types of unsafe people that Cloud and Townsend um, kind of lay out. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to take that one step further and really kind of break down some of the very specific characteristics that you can find in unsafe or toxic people. And so we're just going to really kind of be taking what we did and breaking it down into even more detail today. So we encourage you, if you've not heard last week, to go back and listen. Yeah. And I think another important point that we made last week too, Mel, was just the reality of being people that look at the inward places and really that place of character. Because so often I think we just as humans are bent to sort of looking at people's outward appearance, you know, Mm -hmm. their humor, how successful they are, how witty they are, you know, that type of thing. And then we get into relationship and you get closer and you realize, oh, wow, there's all these character flaws or traits of this person that I didn't take the time to really identify or look deeper or ask good questions. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in relationship with this person. I'm dealing with the repercussions of some really kind of yucky stuff stuff, some unsafe places and who they are. And so that's really what today is about is breaking it down and going, okay, what are those character traits that we can really be on the lookout for? And that when you see them, the the authors are so good to be like, don't just bail on relationship necessarily, but slow down, proceed with caution, be prayerful, really acknowledge these red flags. Don't ignore them. Don't make them bigger than they are, but also don't minimize them to be something that they're not. And then really proceed with caution, really be prayerful about what this relationship Mm -hmm. needs to look like moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I know that we we talked about this last week, but I want to be sure that we always go back and that we are giving credit where credit is due. Right. Everything that we're covering in this series is pretty much coming right out of mm-hmm. the book, Safe People by Cloud and Townsend. So if you do not have a copy of this book, we encourage you to do it. We use this resource and um, the book Boundaries mm-hmm. in our residential program. As we said last week, I mean, literally, didn't you say, Jen, I mean, you've worked in the home. They literally yep. go back and forth mm-hmm. from they one to rotate. the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we really encourage you to, to grab a copy of that if you have not. And Today, we're going to talk through some of the characteristics that they break down in the book. They actually list out 20 characteristics. <laughs> yes, they do. Good <laughs> grief of unsafe people. We don't have time to go through 20 characteristics today, so we're just going to hit on a few, hit on some of the highlights, and just kind of basically figure out how much we've got time for today, because there's a lot of really, mm-hmm. really great information in this chapter. We just don't have the time to break it all down. Yeah. So once again, go get a copy of the book if you like what you're here today. Exactly. So anyway, Jen, if you want to get us you know, kicked off with these first few traits, sure. it'd be awesome. And I think I would just reiterate one last thought before we do, and that's what we hit on last week as well, is the reality of, as we're having this conversation it's very much about us being able to discern this in other people, mm-hmm. but always being humble and honest enough with ourselves that as we're going through these traits, if you see any of this in yourself, don't brush that off. Don't try to minimize that away. Really allow it to be a point of revelation in your life. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really our prayer over these podcasts is that this isn't just information that it really it becomes revelation in your life. The Holy Spirit gets to take it and go, hey, I'm lovingly pointing this out to you because I want you to be the best of who I've created you to be. Mm -hmm. And so if there are some of these things that either A, you see in your relationships or you see in yourself, 
understanding that 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 falls into a place of grace and love and that the Lord can work with you on that. And so let's kind of kick this off. So some of the traits that um, unsafe people have is one of the the top ones that kind of comes to mind is that they tend to have it all together. I'm using my quarter fingers, even though you can't see me. Um, They struggle to acknowledge their weaknesses. They're defensive, not open to feedback. They're the type of people that really struggle with that pride and that self-protective place. Often that comes from a place of hurt, but ultimately what it does in relationship is there's not that give and take. They're not open to being reminded or, or not teachable to the things that they need to make a shift in to make the relationship safer or just more healthy. Mm-hmm. And so that's one trait that you'll sometimes see in unsafe people. Another thing is that they only apologize instead of changing their behavior. So there really is a lack of true repentance or turning from, you know, we talk about repentance is not just, hey, I'm sorry. And then the next day I do the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. True repentance is acknowledging the behavior and turning away from it is what the word of God even talks about. And so if you see someone that you're in relationship with that acknowledges or maybe apologizes, but then literally that week or the next day, it's the same old, same old thing. And you begin to see a cycle starting to go around and around and around, but there's Mm -hmm. never a change in behavior. That is another trait that you'll often see in unsafe people Mm -hmm. that they're, they're willing to apologize, but they're not willing to make changes in their behavior to move forward. I would say the other one that I would hit on um, in this first round is that they're often very religious, but not spiritual. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference. If you have met someone who's a very religious person, you know, we talk about the Pharisees. They tend to be people who are very judgmental. They're very critical. They're not very introspective in that regard. Um, They don't do not do grace and love well. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in in relationship with someone who's more on the religious side than on the spiritual side, that's also something that can be very, very unsafe. Sure. So I'll pick up from that yes. and drop a few here. So the the first one that I wanted to talk about was the the kind of people who really demand trust mm-hmm. instead of being willing to earn the trust. And, you know, I, I do think that some people really do think that they are entitled to being trusted. They think that they are above being questioned. You know, these are the people who, oh my goodness, that line, don't you just trust me? Right. You know, and... I'm like, usually if somebody says that to me, I'm like, well, I did trust you until you just said that because now you're making me question it, you know? you can trust me. (laughs) Right, sure. And so I just think that it's important for us to understand that none of us are above questioning Mm -hmm. and to be offended by that is potentially, you know, an issue of pride. And so, you know, we we should want people to feel comfortable with us and we should be, you know, honestly, like open to our close relationships like auditing us every once in a while honestly and our trustworthiness and so we're not entitled to perfect opinions and so for people who think that they are that's kind of just a warning light another one is that they blame other people instead of taking responsibility you know I think it's important for us to remember that when we become aware of problems or character issues in our own life God holds us responsible for dealing with those and so if we're not ever willing to take that responsibility and we're all about pointing the finger at other people and blaming them or blaming our situations or our past or or God or whoever on our the way that we are currently behaving or any issues that we're dealing with, you know, that that's just not an unhealthy place to be. And and I like the, actually the example that they give in the book. I just kind of want to give this because it's, it's such a perfect example. They talked about how, I'll just read it as a paragraph out of the book. 
said, if I walk out of my office today and get hit by a drunk driver, that will not be my fault, but it will be my responsibility to deal with the outcome. I am the one who has to go to the doctor and get surgery. I am the one who will have to go to the physical therapist. I am the one who will have to grieve, and I will be the one who has to work through the anger and do the forgiving. Those things are all my responsibility, even though I did not choose to get hit by a drunk driver. And so unsafe people are not willing to do that hard work. They just stay angry. They stay stuck and they're just not willing to go to that place. So that's so good. The the last one that I was going to hit on was just that unsafe people, they tend to lie instead of telling the truth. And we're Mm -hmm. talking about habitual lying. And I mean, I think all of us would agree that honesty is the 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 bedrock of a safe relationship. And uh, one of the quotes from the book, they said is to the degree that there is deception, there is danger. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to be sure, we are all deceivers at, at some degree. But again, this is this is the kind of people who literally won't own their lies. And if they're confronted on them, they will deny it. And there's no repentance. There's no sorrow over the, you know, the deception. And so they will honestly even sometimes like defend their lies um, Mm -hmm. instead of being willing to confess them. And so this is where you have someone who's habitually being deceptive, won't own up to it and just, you know, continues to do it and defend it. Right. You'll also see with unsafe people that they tend to be afraid of conflict or on the flip side, they really mm-hmm. struggle with being told no. So mm-hmm. that it's sort of two ends of the spectrum. You either have people who really avoid conflict because they're afraid to kind of go in there. They're not really too comfortable with that. They tend to kind of flatter others instead of confronting them. Or you have the people who really struggle with having allowing the people that they're in relationship with to have much freedom. Mm-hmm. So they don't do well with no. They're very, um, they can just be very difficult to be around in that regard. And so you sort of have those two ends of the spectrum with those types of unsafe people. Often these folks also are only concerned with I. They don't do we well. Hmm. And so they very much are self-centered. They struggle with a lot of just really looking for their needs to be met and not doing always so well with meeting everyone's needs. These folks are really difficult, especially to be in marriage with because it's a give and take relationship Mm -hmm. and they tend to kind of lead out from what they need and what they want. They don't always look to what is needed for their spouses or their children or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They tend to be just more selfish, more self-centered in that regard. Often unsafe people struggle with closeness or connecting. That connection place is very uncomfortable. And it's important that we understand, and I think this is kind of a no-brainer, but I would say it's, it's important for us to be reminded of, to put on the table, all of this junk comes from brokenness. Mm-hmm. All of this unsafe tendency comes from hurt places in us. It's because we're not whole. It's because we don't know our identity in Christ. And so if I'm in a in a, if I'm someone who's unsafe and I struggle with connecting with people, it's probably because it feels safer to me to not connect. It feels unsafe to be in relationship with someone that I feel vulnerable and honest and open with. But if I'm not good at that, I'm not a safe person to be in relationship with. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that that can be a part of it as well. Well, and Jen, I think I don't want to keep going because I want to yeah, just jump off of that for a second and saying that you know, if, if you are starting to see yourself in some of these things mm-hmm. that we're discussing and you're thinking, oh man, I need to work on that. I need to be better at that. I need to fix that. I need to right. be better at that. I think it's so important that we always go back to just the foundational piece that you just mentioned, 
that these different character traits are coming out of a place of of brokenness right. and out of a place of pain from our lives. And so, you know, it goes for everything. If there's anything in my life that I want to change, if there's a character trait that I don't like, I don't like that I see it in my life, the answer is not to like grit my teeth and fix it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about like changing this behavior, changing this behavior. That's not what we're ever about. And we talk about that all the time on Mercy Talk. Right. But I think it's important that we go back to that even in the middle of this conversation that the answer to this is finding healing and the answer to this is finding wholeness. And so it's like, Lord, there is something at the root of this behavior. There's something I I continue to, you know, be this way in my relationships. And so what is it that's underneath all of that, that is resulting in that behavior, that character trait or issue. And so I just feel like smack dab in the middle of talking through these different traits. I think it's just a good, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think it's important that we remind people that it's not about keeping a list of all the areas where you're struggling and just get better at it, Mm -hmm. but really find out what's at the root of it and and really take those things to the Lord and pursue the healing that you need so that you can become a safe person. So so often we can just identify and sort of end there Mm -hmm. and just try, like you said, grit our teeth, clench our fists and go, I'm just going to do better. Mm -hmm. But for anyone who's tried to just do better, you know how far that gets you. (laughs) Maybe three and a half days. So it's just (laughs) not, that's not the wholeness that is available to us through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I I love the fact that we're, because even in these conversations, it's easy for us to even stay at that surface level. Like these are all the things you need to remember and be mindful of. But even for us to be reminded of, wow, the reason we identify things is so we can get healed up and Mm -hmm. whole. And that there is nothing too hard for God, that he is the one that heals the brokenhearted, you know? And so recognizing that any of these things that are coming up, whether it's for you and your relationships, it's never too hard for him to heal, Mm -hmm. but we have to be willing to place it before him and go, Lord, what is it I need to know? What are you requiring of me for me to be able to move forward in this? Yep. It's good. Okay. That was a good side note there. So we'll come back to (laughs) just a few more characteristics that I wanted to, to discuss was one of the other things that is very common in unsafe people is that they condemn other people instead of forgiving other people. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, when people care about each other, forgiveness is what restores relationship. It's what reconciles. I think in the book, they called it the glue of love. (laughs) And so honestly, a safe person knows our failings. We know our short shortcomings and we are able to acknowledge those things. But when other people see those things in us, they don't condemn, Mm -hmm. um, but they, their love for us is actually more than the sin. It doesn't mean that they don't address it and that they don't bring it up, but they have an ability whenever we confess that to let it go. They have an ability to stay close to us. They don't abandon us in the middle of those things. And so I think it's really important to find people who are good at forgiving. And, and honestly, I think one of the most important things is, is, is knowing at the end of the day that unsafe people, they confront us not so that they can forgive us, but so that they can condemn us and punish us. It's the heart behind the confrontation itself. And so another one is that honestly, unsafe people are just a negative influence instead of a positive one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of elementary, but really at the end of the day, I think it's important that we realize that we are influenced Mm -hmm. for better or for worse by everyone that we are in relationship with, especially those we are in close relationship with. And so an, an unsafe person may make you feel good, but at the end of the day, they end up hurting your character. They end up hindering your growth. And honestly, safe people just make you better by being around them. And they aren't perfect, obviously, right. but they do help you move closer to Jesus, 
closer to Christ-like character in the end. So that's a really, really important. I mean, it's kind of like just all encompassing. Mm -hmm. And then the last one that I'll hit on for a minute here is just that I know that this also might seem like a no brainer, but you know, unsafe people are the kind of people that you can't trust with just those, those things in your life that you don't really want to be broadcast all over the world. I don't like to really specifically use the word secrets because that can get kind of weird a little right. bit, but I just think it's important to know that we all have experiences. We have thoughts, emotions, behaviors, those types of things that we don't really feel safe telling the entire world. And we need people in our life that we can confide in, that we can share those things with and know that those things are safe. I know, I mean, there are a few things more hurtful than when a confidence right. is betrayed by someone that you thought you could trust. And so unsafe people will even sometimes make excuses out of those like, oh, it just slipped out or, oh, they made me tell them or whatever it might be. But I just, I think it's so important for us to have safe people in our life that we know are going to hold confidences and aren't going to use our personal lives for any sort of benefit themselves. So they don't, they're not gossips, but they are safe to, to, to share the, even the, the inner parts of your life with. And so those are just a few of the, the characteristics. Again, yeah. there are literally 20, 20 in the book. We just hit on, I don't know, 12 or so. Right. Maybe a few more. But we high-ended it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, at this point in the conversation, I think it's important for us to remember that we, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. We are not trying to set some perfection bar in this conversation for ourselves, for the people that we're in relationship with. We recognize that that is not reality. Mm-hmm. But the authors also make a really good point of, even as we hear these traits, it's it's going, okay, I recognize that either in myself or I recognize that in my relationship. Sometimes in both, because let's be honest, mm-hmm. if I have a broken part of my life, I tend to be drawn to someone who carries similar brokenness. And so you may actually go, wow, I carry that. And so does this person. Mm. Don't be surprised by that. That tends to be what we do. But also acknowledging that, okay, if, if I see, for instance, that someone in my life struggles with lying, I see that they are not always honest with me, then you need to step back and go, okay, to what degree does this happen? Mm-hmm. Are they a habitual liar? Are yeah. they constantly lying to get out of lies, which to get out of more lies? And it's creating complete havoc in our lives. Or is this something that tends to just kind of pop up every now and then? Neither is okay, but it's acknowledging to what degree you're seeing this trait and this characteristic playing out in your relationships Mm -hmm. or within yourself. From that degree is where you begin to make decisions prayerfully of what that relationship needs to look like. What boundaries need to be put in place? Do you need to back off that relationship? Does it need to be completely cut off? Do you need counseling? What does it look like Mm -hmm. depending on the degree of those traits? And so we want to make sure that we, we point that out as well because sometimes when revelation comes and you start to see some of these things or maybe we went through that list and you're like, oh my gosh, every single one applies. Mm. It can be really overwhelming and mm-hmm. scary. Let's just be honest. But then going, t- stepping back, taking a deep breath and going, okay, but to what degree is this operating in my life? To what degree is it operating in the people that I care about? And then from that place, making decisions and really allowing the Lord to lead your next steps. Mm-hmm. Because as we've already said, none of us are perfect. All of us have some of this at one point or another in our lives. But the point of the matter is how willing are we to really look at that stuff, to put some things in place and to move forward Mm -hmm. so that we don't remain in an unsafe place for ourselves or for other people. That's really good. And again, I'll just go back to 
the fact that when you do see these different character traits, especially if you see them in yourself, to, to understand that whatever the root is of those different traits, it's probably affecting other areas of your mm-hmm. life as well. And so it may just be like, well, you know, I do actually sometimes I'm really defensive and I don't receive criticism from people very well at all. Well, you know, if I look to the root of that, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it right here on the air. Like, that's an issue for me sometimes. Right. Like I know all of my fail failures and my areas of weakness, but if somebody else points it out, I get like, <laughs> I don't want, you know, and so I think that I need to understand that part of that is that I don't like to, you know, there's this insecurity thing. I care a lot about what people think of me sometimes to a very unhealthy degree. And so that very root, though, is affecting lots of other areas of my life. Right. So if I identify the root, I need to understand that's not just a root of this behavior. It's probably the root of a lot of other behaviors as well. Mm-hmm. And so, man, when you can identify those roots to man, start finding that healing and, you know, if, if, if needed, find people in your life, um, pastors, counselors, people who can speak into those areas. But I, I want to be sure that we don't sign off today with just like, well, here's all of the really hard areas of life and relationships that you could deal with. Good luck, you know? (laughs) I want to make sure that we sign off with some encouragement and if you've identified some things in your relationships or in your own life, man, continue to seek the Lord in prayer. Continue to ask for His direction. Ask for Him to help you identify roots in your life, how to set boundaries in the relationships as needed. And like I said, man, if you need to just pull some godly counsel in to speak into those areas, do it. You know, mm-hmm. get a copy of Safe People, get a copy of Boundaries as well, because they just really do go hand in hand. And just, you know, seek out the Lord's next steps for you. I love the saying that the Lord, what He reveals, He heals. Mm-hmm. So the Lord because he's so kind and so merciful it's not like he ever points out something and says like we well, like we joke about good luck with that you know it's just not the way the Lord operates if he reveals something even if it's through mercy talk it's because he intends to heal mm-hmm. it but then it's my job to partner with him so that my relationships can be healthier I can be healthier it's always from that father's heart for us so that we can become more and more of who he created us to be in the first place and so we really our prayer is that all of these things are a place of revelation for you so then you can continue to grow and move Mm -hmm. forward. But if you do have any questions or need prayer, we really always like to kind of point out that we do have our email through Mercy Talk. So if there's anything that kind of pops up that you need prayer, that you have questions about, especially during this conversation on unsafe people, we encourage you, email us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. We'd love to hear from you and just kind of kick back any thoughts or prayers that we may have for you. In addition to that, we are very, very excited to point out that today is a big day here at Mercy Multiplied and for outreach in general, that tonight at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are doing our Keys to Freedom launch. Now, if you've not heard of our Keys to Freedom, it's actually a study that we have created off of the original Ditch the Baggage study that came off the original Ditch the Baggage book that Mm -hmm. our founder, Nancy Elkhorn, wrote. So what we have done is we've taken the Ditch the Baggage study and we have done some work to it to make it more gender neutral. There's some new stories. It's just been streamlined to a whole new degree. We're really, really excited about it. And what we are doing tonight is we are launching that. Now, we would love to invite you all out to here to Nashville to join us, but Mm -hmm. the venue that we're meeting at would be a little too small. But what we are doing is that we are broadcasting it on the internet for everyone to tune in and to join us. And actually, there's many people that are actually having some launch parties and some doing some cool stuff along those lines. But we would love, love, love for you to come to Mercy's Facebook page. It's a special 12-hour discount will be announced at the event. Mm-hmm. And so anything you'd like to add with that, Mel? No, you just, you want to tune in. 
so that you can hear about the very special discount that we are offering for literally 12 hours after the event. So That's so fabulous. Yes. Get on Facebook Live tonight, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard. Yes. So figure that out for your own time zone, wherever you are, and be sure to listen in for that that special discount that we'll be offering. Dave Ramsey is emceeing. Mm -hmm. Ellie Holcomb's doing some special music Mm -hmm. for us. And our founder, Nancy Elkhorn, will also be there just sharing about the study and just kicking it off. It's It's going to be be a half hour event, so it's not going to be this big, long thing, but we hope that you will join us. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it is. We're very, very excited. So next week, we are going to begin to discuss our role in this whole conversation of our responsibility when it comes to being someone that is safe in relationship um, and with others. And so we hope that you will join us next week.